again, in the first video, I talked about these two paths that you could take to start transforming your part of the organization. Right? One is with the blessing of top management, and I've talked about this in the previous video, or you could just start, do it. You know, do it under the radar screen. You know, don't ask for permission, just go ahead. Um, and you know, maybe later down the road, you might go, you might go public um, and maybe ask for forgiveness as needed. But most likely, you know, hopefully this will be so successful um, and you know, people in your organization will be so happy with that that you know, even if it seems strange, you know, people will hopefully uh, you know, accept it um, and there won't be much forgiveness to ask for. Um, but so how do you go about it, right? If, you know, you know, to create this bubble in your part of the organization. Um, I remember in, 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 a, in a workshop I was in, somebody used this expression that I've used ever since, which is, you know, oh, well, it's, it's simple. You simply open up the shit umbrella, right? And what that person meant is, <laughs> you know, you simply open up the umbrella that protects everybody in your domain from the shit that comes from the top, right? So if you're a middle manager, everybody that is below you, you know, will be protected and you're just sort of playing this game at their interface of protecting the rest of, of the team, right? Um, and in practice, that means, um, you know, protecting the team from what comes up from line management, yeah, from, from top management, and stuff that comes down from the support functions, right? Um, and, and sometimes it's quite easy to deal creatively with things, and sometimes it, it's hard and it can be exhausting, right? So I don't know, there's a, you know, there's like this incredibly detailed budget process, you know, that gets cascaded down through the organization. Um, can you stop it here? Can you play the game? You know, you'll give numbers to uh, top management, you'll feed numbers into the system, but you'll actually not cascade it down. You know, would that be acceptable? Maybe, maybe not. Um, you know, maybe you'll, you can do a whole exercise where you make sort of a really collaborative budget with everybody, um, with just a minimum amount of budgeting you need. Um, but then in parallel, you just play this whole game, but you, everybody knows that you know, that's just to please the system, but you know, you, you, know, you look at things differently. Or say in HR, you know, you have, you know, probably detailed instructions about how you have to do annual HR evaluations, right? And you have to enter people's evaluations in, into the system, right? Um, maybe you no longer want to do any of this. Um, so yeah, how can you get creative? Maybe, you know, you want to do a beautiful peer-based process where you give one another sort of beautiful input. Um, and again, I'd, I'd urge you to go back to um, you know, the description that I, I've made of, for instance, a very beautiful process that sounds true um, that I've made in, in, in both versions of the book. Um, well, but yeah, but HR still expects you to fill out something. Well, yeah, you know, can you somehow translate that um, and fill it out as if you've had good old one-on-one -on -one, um, performance evaluation meetings rather than group meetings, you know, and you know, HR will most likely be, be happy with it. Um, you know, maybe you'll even, you know, attach the beautiful output that you've had from the group session um, to, you know, this HR form that you're supposed to fill in. And maybe HR will even go like, wow, I've never seen something so detailed and beautiful. I don't know. Uh, up to you. But so that's the kind of creativity that you need to, you know, 
you know, be juggling with when you open the shit umbrella is how will you still you know, feed the beast um, while creating freedom to do things differently below. Um, and yeah, I've heard some people who say that this can be exhausting. And I remember a conversation with one person in particular where um, we managed to do an, uh, an interesting reframing. So rather than for that person to constantly sort of plot, complain, and, ah, and all of these things that I need to do um, that I no longer believe in, um, we managed to do sort of a mental switch and reframe it as, as a game. Sort of, this is, this is a game. You're simply playing a game here to open up space here and, and see this as a learning expedition. Um, because, you know, you might have the most exhausting job at being at the interface, but you're also, um, you know, because you're at this interface, the person that learns most. Because you will constantly be contrasting the old ways that the system asks you to do things and the new ways you wanted to do that. And, and so you'll learn a tremendous amount. And so I, I would urge you to see it as a game and as a, as a learning expedition. And maybe at some point, maybe already now or in a year or two, I don't know, um, you might be strong enough, feel strong enough to push back. Um, and and I, I, I said push back um, on purpose because this, this is how we think about it. Um, but also to note that Actually, that's not the energy I suggest you have at all, right? Um, because if you push back, you know, if you push, then the rest of the system will push. Um, what I, I suggest you do is um, go back to first principles, right? So say that there's some staff functions that are trying to make you do something in a way that you no longer believe in. Um, can you go back to first principles? What is it that that staff function was actually trying to achieve? Right? Um, you know, through this compliance mechanism that is really stifling, you know, but what were they trying to achieve? And can you go back there and tell them, you know what, I, I really understand your need, and this is how we're filling it. Right? And look, notice, like, you know, we not only fulfill your need, we do it in a way. Uh, where people are actually excited about it, right? And if you're interested, I'm happy to show you. Maybe some other people would find it, you know, exciting. So you're not actually pushing back against what you're doing. You're maybe even helping them, um, you know, do things in a new way that you know might be better for for everyone else. Um, maybe they won't understand it, um, but at least they will have sensed your sort of your presence, where you're not pushing back. You're actually honoring what they want to do, and you do it in a different way. And you know, maybe, just maybe you'll get away with it. Um, I was struck with how Josh de Bloch, um, you know, told me some stories about how he's interacted with outside regulators, sort of in that way. And um, to a surprising degree, it, it's often worked. Uh, there was something where he was some very clear and says like, you know what, you know, very gently, but I'm not going to do it your way, um, but I'm going to do something that is even better. Um, and most of the time, you know, it's you know, it's it's hard for people there to argue. No, no, you have to do it in in, in my old way. Um, so yeah, um, good luck. You know, create a beautiful little world under the shit umbrella, and I I hope that you can see it as a nice game and that it won't be too exhausting, but that you'll actually learn a great amount uh, while you're doing it. Perhaps you've noticed there is no paywall, no monthly membership to access this video series. That's because the videos live in the gift economy. This is how it works. 
I gift everything that goes into making the videos, my time, energy, and insights, and you get to choose what feels right to gift back. Please take a moment to reflect on what would feel good to give in return to help me continue doing this work. Thank you.